Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 102. I want to start off by reminding you that you can still take advantage of the Valentine's Day pricing that I have, especially for you, and for joining the group. The group especially, I believe, would be incredibly helpful right now. It's a more cost-effective option if that's something that you're looking for. You get a lot of information in a shorter period of time. You don't just have support from me and accountability from me, but you'll have support and accountability from the other people in the group with you. So it's a huge win-win situation. I know it can be nerve-wracking sharing yourself with a group, especially a group of people that start out as strangers. I've personally been in groups myself, and I can tell you it is one of the most powerful experiences you can do if you're looking to have some real change in your life. So I've made that available to you. Take advantage of it. Go into the show notes. Find a way that works best for you to contact me, whether it's shooting me an email or messaging me on Facebook. And I will give you all the information you need to make a decision to see if this is right for you. All right. This week, we're going to touch on a topic we've talked about before. Today, we're going to go a lot deeper. We've discussed before saying no and putting boundaries in place. And that can sound really simple, right? It's a two-letter word, no. It's one of the first words most of us learned to say, right? We learned mama, dada, maybe up or mine or some version of that, and no. But the reality is actually saying no can feel really, really hard. All of your doubts, fears, insecurities, guilt starts getting in the way. Maybe it causes you to freeze instead. Maybe it causes you to fawn instead. Maybe you're just trying to process your own thoughts and it takes so long to run through the gamut of lies your brain is telling you that nothing actually happens. That no or that boundary never even has a chance to be said, right? Things like don't make a scene, but they've been so good to you in the past. Maybe you're misunderstanding the situation. Don't be selfish. Who are you to say no? What are they going to do to you if you say no? What if they don't respect your no? I've talked to so many different individuals that have found themselves in really upsetting situations where they're being taken advantage of, abused, misused, violated, walked all over. And as an observer, it might be really easy for somebody to look at that and say, why didn't they just say no? Why didn't they just say, no, you can't borrow my car? Or no, I'm not going to lend you $600. Or no, you can't come into my house. Or no, you can't wear that to my wedding. It seems so simple, but there's so much going on in the background that can make that saying no feel impossible. After I learned about the power of no and learned how to use no appropriately, I had the experience in I might have already shared this on here, but I'm going to share it again because maybe I haven't. The day of my wedding, a person I considered a good friend 
decided to start texting me. I'm prepping for my wedding to ask me if their children could come to my no children wedding. And when I said no, they tried to argue it with me. Now, for some of you, that might make your anxiety go through the roof just hearing about it. Remember, though, I've mastered no. See, her arguing my no doesn't mean I have to cave or change my answer. Her arguing my no lets me know my no has to get broader. My no now has to be, you can't come to my wedding if you're going to continue to argue this with me. The end result was not only did she not come to my wedding, but she never spoke to me again. And if your anxiety was already rolling with this, that might have spiked it again. And yet here's the thing I want you to consider. She did me a favor. A friend who respects you and your time and your boundaries and your space wouldn't do that to you. So what she actually did was do me a favor by removing an unhealthy person who was not my genuine friend from my life before I had to remove her from my life. I share this with you so that you understand how no is supposed to work. Sure, a lot of times, surprisingly, you say no like you mean it, and people actually listen and respect that. And sometimes you say no and they don't respect it, and that is your cue to take that no a little bit further, not your cue to back down and second-guess yourself. That's what no is supposed to look like. What we're going to focus on today, though, is what needs to happen before saying no like that becomes a reality for you. Because I completely understand that just telling you to say no isn't good enough. So the ability to say no starts with the ability to say yes to and for yourself. I'm going to say that again. The ability to be able to say no starts with the ability to say yes. Yes to you. Yes for you. What do I mean by that? The conviction behind the no comes from a place of saying, yes, I have a right to say this. Yes, I deserve to have my boundaries. Yes, I have a right to respect. Yes, it's okay for me to make a scene or make somebody uncomfortable to protect my space and myself. If saying yes to those things isn't part of your reality, then saying no to other people is not going to be part of your reality. If you're struggling to say yes to yourself, the first thing I'm going to say is join the group I'm about to launch. You will be able to say yes to yourself and no to others by the end of our eight weeks. The other thing I would say to you is this. Why aren't you saying yes to yourself right now? What is it you're believing? What voice are you listening to that is leading you to a place that is making it difficult or impossible to say yes to you, to your right to safety, to your right to boundaries, to your right to your no? I love the way my daughter said this the other day. She said to one of her friends who was struggling, what makes you so special that you are the only person born without the right to boundaries? And I want you to think about this, right? Because how many of you would say, other people come to me for advice, or I'm really good at giving other people advice about their lives, but I'm a mess when it comes to my own life? Raise your hand if that's you. 
See, that's you believing that they have a right to their no, that they have a right to their boundaries, that they have a right to stand up for themselves and ask for more and ask for better, but you don't believe those things for yourself, right? That's why your advice is amazing for them, but not so amazing for you. Do you see how that train of thought proves this point? Now listen, most of you listen to this because you're like me. Things happened in your life that never should have happened. People did things to you that they never should have done. The people you should have been able to trust, the people that you should have been loved by, the people that should have provided safety for you, failed to do so. And all of that created this belief, this very, very false belief that you can't, that you're not good enough, that you shouldn't be seen, that you shouldn't be heard, that you're undeserving or unworthy, that you're unlovable, that you're crazy. And it takes time and it takes effort and it takes conscious, intentional thought and action to shift this. But you can shift it because those are lies. One of the best things that you can possibly do is start to gather proof. Proof that you can say yes to you. Proof that you have the right to say yes to yourself. It might be past experiences when you did set a boundary or did say yes to yourself and you had a successful outcome. It might be proof by watching other people successfully do this. And that person doesn't have to be somebody you know. It could be a motivational speaker or an author or an athlete or a TikToker. I don't really care where you find these people, but find people that can supply proof to you that you can move beyond your initial incorrect belief about yourself and completely change the trajectory of your life. You can change what you believe about yourself and your abilities. You can find your yes and you can start to say no. We're all wired a little different, so what worked for me might not work for you. However, one of the biggest things that did work for me was the idea that if they can do it, I can do it. I remember being about eight years old at the playground with a group of kids that I didn't really know. We just kind of met there as we did back then, and they wanted to jump off of this, I always say 10-foot wall. I was a kid. Maybe it wasn't quite that big. But in my mind, like a 10-foot wall, they wanted to drop off of it. And there was no way I was going to go first. I mean, I thought I'd break an ankle or a leg or die. But then they started doing it, right? They, they'd grab onto the ledge and lower themselves down and then drop to their feet. And they were all surviving. Nobody was getting hurt. And I thought, well, if they can do it and I'm their size, I can do that, right? And so I did. I scooted on my butt to the edge of that wall and I put my hands on the ledge and I turned myself around so I was face to face with the wall and lowered myself down using my toes to kind of brace against the wall so I was dangling by my fingertips. And then I let go. And by that point, maybe I dropped four or five feet and I landed and nothing hurt and nothing was broken. And I was so proud of myself. I never would have done that if these other children hadn't done it first. So even at that age, I had this idea that if they can do it, I can do it. Because like my daughter says, what makes you so special? that you're the only person on the face of the planet who can't. If the rest of us can do it, why can't you do it? Why not? I say you absolutely can. So that's the trick that worked for me, that made me challenge those beliefs and those patterns. It might look different for you. You get to get curious about you. You get to get curious about what works for you. 
because there is a tool out there that will help you start to challenge these beliefs. And once you've challenged them, you realize you have the ability to say yes to you, yes to your right to boundaries, yes to your right to your time and your energy and your money, right? Just like we talked about last episode, your mate, you don't have to spend it where other people tell you you have to spend it. You get to say when you say yes, and you get to say when you say no. And once you realize you can say yes to you and for you, that no becomes much more manageable and a much more realistic possibility for you. Also, I really encourage you to take a look at the people in your life, your friends and your family members. Are these people that can healthily use their no and are healthily saying yes to themselves? Or are these people that are saying no to themselves and afraid to say no to others? It might be time to go find some healthier people to have in your life. Because the science doesn't lie. When you're surrounded by people that are emulating what this looks like, when you're with them, watching them make these types of decisions out in the real world, in their day-to-day interactions, you start to pick up on it. It starts to feel more possible for you. You start to practice it in your own head as you watch them do it. So my challenge for you this week, especially if you're struggling to say no and put up boundaries, is to shift your focus and start working on your ability to say yes to and for yourself. Get curious about what the dialogue in your head is that's making this not feel acceptable or doable. Maybe even write those lines down And then in the next column, write some positive things you could think or say instead. Start questioning where those thoughts came from in the first place. Did an unhealthy person say it to you first? Do you want to keep repeating what they said to you? What would you like to be saying instead? And then gather evidence that you can do it, that others have done it, that others are doing it. Start practicing it. And I always suggest practicing this in a safe way, which means don't take on the biggest bully in your life first. Start with something small. Start with your casual interactions with strangers. Practice it. Build that muscle. Build up your evidence so that this can become a part of your life where you're not being used and abused and run over and taken advantage of because you now have the superpower of saying yes to you and when you need it, saying no to other people. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, join our Facebook group, tell people about this podcast. I really want us to start growing as a self-esteem family and helping each other in amazing ways. Thanks for being here this week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.